A dog named Peanut Butter is in the Guinness Book of World Records today. Maybe not the Guinness Book, um, but he's he's better at video games than you. Great start. Yeah. Coming at you live once again uh, for our last episode in January. It's the podcast that's a little bit of gaming and a lot of bit of fun. I'm Ryan, Papa Post, and I got my hair cut today. Um, I'm once again accompanied by the likes of Josh Picard of Suggestive Gaming. Hello. We've got Dominic, just Dominic. Yours truly. Joining us today, we have someone who has been living in a virtual reality since about 2014, I think, maybe. Uh, he's not hitting the virtual slopes, nor the fresh powder that fell this morning, uh, because he'd rather find out what we actually keep in the bucket. So please give a warm welcome to our special guest today, Ryan from RSVR. All right. Cue the applause sounder track. Yeah. Yeah. Post effects. Awesome. Uh, Thank you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here today. And can't wait not- to get into the hot topics we're going to cover. Oh yeah, like the um, like the hot topics, like a dog named Peanut Butter, uh, who (laughs) apparently juicy tidbits like that keep them coming, Ryan. Dude, dude, all right. Did you guys hear about this at all or no? This is kind of a really obscure gaming. Josh, you heard about this? Yes, I did. I read the article. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay, so uh, it's it's kind of a sensationalist headline. Um, so this dog, it's a Shiba Inu named Peanut Butter, uh, beat this really old NES game from like 1985 or something like that. Um, but so the dog was the one pushing the buttons, but he, he wasn't actually like playing on his own. It it was kind of, a like his owner trained him to like over here, over there, stay. So it was kind of a really clever way to, uh, get this dog to play the game. Um, Well, do you know what the game is post? Yeah, I forget. So I didn't write it down, but I know. Go well. Explain it to me. So the game. Oh God, I wish you had it. It was. Yeah, it's like I can. Gyro. Um. Oh God. Gyromite. Yes. Yes. Gyromite. Yes. All right. So that was the one you played with Robbie the robot. Correct. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a Rob the robot game, and it spins these little discs. So that would explain oh. why the dog can play it. It's not like he's playing on a little controller. Yeah. He's uh he's actually operating with Rob the robot. Yes. Which is yep. almost more impressive because <laughs> so technically he's not a better gamer than you. He's a better gamer than a 1980s robot. That's true. Oh, That's a okay. good point. That's, That's a good, good point. But it's still good. Oh, good. Still darn good. Well, if I, dogs I, keep increasing and, and one day they'll hit 2024 levels of robots, I'm a little scared, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, if you look at Boston Dynamics, I think it's the opposite. Robots are trying to keep up with 1980s level dogs. What a what a weird yeah. cyclical war we have between the dogs <laughs> and the robots. <laughs> uh, did you, uh, just for reference, though, uh, he beat the game in 26 minutes and 24 seconds. Um, so I, I couldn't do that. I would quit very early on. Uh, it took him a year to train. I just given all the oh, info, sure. right? Uh, but the cool thing about it was, as I was reading more into the the whole situation, it was it was done for charity. I don't know which one. None of the articles I read mentioned what charity, but it was done live. So uh, no questions. I believe right? it was actually the Peanut Butter Treat Fund, the uh, PBTF. That was the charity. 
And oh, who and does his that name's benefit? Peanut butter. That's so cute. <laughs> what was that? Who does that? Oh, is that peanut butter treat? Just his? I thought you meant like a peanut butter treat, like a like no, the no, EL, no, no, no. The dog, just, yeah. just for the one dog. Monkeys. <sighs> Golly. Golly. Well, anyways, welcome to Bucket. It's been Bites. a while since I've had a bomb that bad, so welcome to Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start over. Yeah, uh. Just, uh, well, here, Josh, I'll let you. I'll let you um, bring it back. So you want to talk about Donkey Kong Country? Yeah. And there's a roller coaster. Like, explain this to me because I'm trying so, to figure this out. This is actually super cool. There was a um a couple, I want to say like a week or ago or so, or like five or six days, there was a leak actually where somebody discovered like um a thing of Cranky Kong from Donkey Kong Country on the um Nintendo World, the Super Nintendo World webpage. The yeah, the theme park at Universal in Japan. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, there must be some kind of Donkey Kong ride or something coming to Super Nintendo World. That's cool. Um, they blew it out of the water, man, because the ride that they have is a minecart ride. So it's really paying homage to Donkey Kong Country, yeah. but it will actually hop rails somehow. Sweet. So fucking terrifying, bro. Some way, somehow, it's going to jump tracks. To avoid obstacles during the ride, and well, truthfully, I died like ninety times every time <laughs> I had to play those rail cart levels in Donkey Kong Country. So, like, I do hope they get it figured out because it was not easy. <laughs> Just gonna have PTSD the entire time. <laughs> oh God, we're jumping! Really on this thing, I'm gonna be. Yeah, mad. there's a Kremlin coming. I know. <laughs> there. <laughs> They're just doing what everybody's done in Roller Coaster Tycoon, you know? You just build an incomplete <laughs> roller oh coaster God. and just I mean, obviously their their death count they're aiming for zero. I'm a, I'm right, a, yeah. a, assuming <laughs> I'd hope, uh, yeah. That's insane, but there's no real like info on it though. Right? No, so yeah, so they've only really kind of revealed the concept of it. Um so there's no like there I think they if I remember correctly from the article I saw, like there was uh like some images like for what okay. they're kind of envisioning and like simulations, but it's obviously not built yet, so sure. Um, oh well but, that's why there's gaps in it, because it's not done yet. Yeah, right. It's only hopping oh, until it's finished, and then you know <laughs> no, it'll just be one long track. It's only true to the game for the beta testers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's bananas, bro. Hey, good one. Uh, you like that? That was really good. I'm here all night. Um but yeah, I think it it's one of those cool things too cuz it's uh it's like so rare to get something new in like amusement park rides or roller coasters at this point in our lives, I feel. Mm-hmm. So it's cool when you see something new. That's, That's still terrifying. It's terrifying, yeah. I can't wait to see how it actually works. I'm I wonder how loud it's going to be. Oh, sorry. was that right? To an amusement park when the the past few ones have Disney's had a couple of great Star Wars ones, but you know, you see like oh, the sure. hotel, and then they're telling you it's ten thousand a night or whatever they were charging, and you know, a lot of that stuff oh. the fun gets zapped immediately out of. But but they're in character the entire time. That's right. I mean, worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, dude. My this is slight tangent. My daughter for band has to go to Disney. Okay, or she doesn't Which have one? to. Uh, you know, uh, Florida Universal. Okay. Uh, yeah, down there, uh, bro. Just for her, it's like twenty five hundred dollars. 
to go on this trip just for her through the school like that's a group package and like that does include some food uh but like good lord man so um yeah that's that's kind of sad um dude that's crazy so ryan let's talk about you a little bit please actually my first question you're like 50 or 40 or something right sure Uh, sure something uh I'm just assuming. I don't know. You didn't tell me before the show. <clears throat> uh, were, were you a big Donkey Kong gamer? gamer or? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, my first system was NES, and then Donkey Kong Jr. was like a, my brother and I crushed that one for quite a bit. And then uh, SNES would have been my prime time, so Donkey Kong Country would have been amazing. Uh, N64 yeah. came out, and then... Uh, I had to go to my neighbor's younger brother who had the expansion pack for N64, so that way I could oh. play a little bit of the Donkey Kong Country 64. Uh, oh. And then I uh, was a Diddy Kong racing fan, so like I definitely remember that. I uh, still have my Donkey Kongas uh, in the. Oh bay. hell yeah! Oh, dude. Yes, I, uh, I I'm I'm pretty familiar with most of those uh, titles. You know what? Your booth at Midwest Gaming Classic was pretty close to the Donkey Kongas. I didn't uh, see them. I, I I think you stole them. No. <laughs> uh, not I'm true. Mine kidding. are absolute uh, originals. So. Uh, but that's not a joke. You were actually like three stations away from the Donkey Kongas. I'm not joking. <laughs> um, well, uh, hope I think I'm invited back again this year. So I will give myself some break time and try to find uh those donkey kongas when i'm back at mgc again yeah so. well good i i know we'll be there josh and i will be dominic's in california so he doesn't give a shit about us um <laughs> here in wisconsin but it's uh, worth the trip you should make it back it's uh, a yeah, totally it's a pretty cool time yeah fly on over from the west coast yeah from the west coast where i'm definitely at yep <laughs> so okay let, let's just get to the nitty-gritty what the hell is rsvr so, uh, uh, RSVR, it's like, we're a virtual reality arcade located in Bayview, which is a neighborhood in Milwaukee. Um, so we're about five minutes south of the downtown area, kind of in a, a pretty cool neighborhood, um, uh, close to a bunch of other cool bars and restaurants. And we're kind of on like yeah. the main strip. So it's a fun, fun part of town. And then, uh, my brother and I, four years ago, as Four years ago, we opened. So this was probably six years ago when we first, you know, pondered the idea of doing something like this. Um, so we, we sort of thought of we wanted to do some kind of business in VR. Um, and then, you know, I actually have three brothers. So there's I'm going to mention brothers a lot, but I, I probably won't get specific with which one because it'll confuse you guys in the audience. So this one is my second younger brother. Uh, him and I had both talked about opening a business. We both like playing video games a lot. And we sort of pondered like, what would a VR arcade look like? Um, and there are uh, others around the country for sure. But, you know, at that time, there weren't many good examples to look at. So it was sort of a fun experience to get their craft in your head. Like what would a VR arcade look like? Um, and then uh, our, uh, other sort of story to ramble for the next hour about this. Um, we, I'm not like a business owner. I've never been first time business owner. So okay, cool. uh, we actually own the property because I, I thought at the time it would be a smart move to just 
focus on getting a property that I could invest in because if the business failed, well, at least I still own that space. By the way, brilliant, brilliant idea in that location. Yeah. uh, And we survived COVID. And I said, the reason we did was because I had cool landlords. Otherwise, (laughs) we wouldn't wouldn't be on this podcast right now. I'd just be a schmuck that was attending MGC. Um, Hey, that's me. uh, it was uh, it, it was a cool challenge because since we we've looked at a property we could afford as opposed to one that was ideal, uh, we really had to sort of look at the space we had available and try to sort of maximize the amount yeah. of usage we could get out of it because, again, it was maybe what we could afford and not necessarily what we would have wanted. So uh, gotcha. before we opened, cool story, we actually built the whole space uh, in 3D and then walked it in VR. Uh, That's cool. So my my other job during the week that I've had previous to this is I work at an architecture firm doing kind of all of their graphics and visualization. Um, and then as soon as VR came out, I kind of switched exclusively to doing like VR walkthroughs. So basically mm. used that process to develop our own space. So we were able to sort of build out wow. the uh, size of the stalls that we wanted in VR. And then I built a bigger play space than that. So we stood in one of our stalls virtually and I pretended to play Beat Saber and made sure, you know, are we going to have four slots or is that going to be too tight? And then we ended up on three because, you know, that gave us the so, proper amount of room to be able to sort of have a guest come move around in. Are you telling me yeah. that you were playing VR in the VR? <laughs> it's like fucking inception it's just so real vrception bro I know. oh my god that's uh, a mind fuck we're I, we go a couple layers deep so so anyway so that's how we ended up this is a super long story to your quick question which is what is rsvr so after sort of all that thought and planning what we ended up is we're we're a humble establishment they always say so we've got three vr stalls set up and then each one's got like a 10 foot by 15 foot sort of carpeted area for a VR player, and then a couple of uh, room behind that for a table and chairs. So sort of like if you've been to an axe throwing bar, or I describe it kind of like a bowling alley, folks come in and they'll either rent like one lane and share it with a group of friends. But like if you were bowling, one person's up front playing for a minute, and then everyone will kind of rotate and take turns. Or we do, um, you know, sometimes if people are celebrating their it's their anniversary and they're going hard you know each one person will each get their own station we can play multiplayer sure. games against each other so then that's like super okay. fun to do in vr mm-hmm. uh, and then we do a lot of parties uh birthday parties corporate events and stuff like that so we'll get like a bigger group in use all three stalls and then uh get rounds of laser tag and fighting zombies and you know um, yeah we got a, a pretty big library of games too, so we try to kind of stay up to date and have the most popular titles available. Um, Did someone but, give you our list? I, I swear, someone gave you the list of all of our questions. <laughs> and um, I answered them all, dude. You're like, and you're answering them in order. You know, good. Um, good. Yeah. So, well, that's all we had for you guys. Uh, good, Josh, right. get the. I'm right. just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. I but uh, it, it I. I guess before we dive too deep into the rest of it, I wanted to give Josh and Dom a chance because a lot of times I feel like I kind of take over asking questions all the time. So before I ask any questions, I want Josh and Dom to kind of ask away first with whatever they have. And it looks like Josh is doing some research, so we'll let Dom go first. Dom will come through. So I'm curious, 
to what was the initial like thought process when coming down to wanting to make a VR arcade? Like what was like, Oh, we're going to do VR. So, uh, it was a, a little bit sneaky. So like I, I mentioned my, my main job during the week is uh, kind of an architecture. And then my brother who I started the business with is a structural engineer. He actually, it sucks when your younger brother is more successful than you, but so he owns his own, uh, he's a, a partner at his engineering firm. Um, so just both of us have kind of been in that field. So yeah. we actually built the space out to function as like a, an architectural walkthrough space. So we wanted to make sure we had kind of all the equipment and space available that somebody that's developing a new stall could come into our space and then use that for a walkthrough. Um, oh, okay. And, but then that was kind of a business plan for during the week. And we said, well, we're going to have the space available on the weekends. And just again, I love video games. So can we make it a space that can sort of transform into an arcade on the weekends? Oh, I um, see. All right. So if you kind of look at the layout of our space on our website or something, we've kind of got the space subdivided up where we can actually remove those dividers, open up the entire space and make one giant play area. Um, so that would be if we were going to do something more unique or special. And then on the weekends, again, we kind of divide it up, put it in kind of a standard gaming mode and then have most of the, you know, the top titles off of Steam and things like that, that people come and play in. Um, so that was, you know, sort of just the initial thought of it was like, oh, can we do a space where we can do some more serious businessy work but then also have a place that you could have like a fun party at on a weekend. Um, For sure. And yeah, and it's been four years now we've been open. So we're still trying to figure out whether or not that's a good idea or not. Um, but so <laughs> far it's not been a bad idea yet. That's, that's good. That's, that's really, really good. Nice, yeah. uh, just a quick sidebar, Josh, I'm, I'm going to let you get in. Uh, Ryan, you, you keep surprising me with all the like weird kind of like side offside things that I feel like we have in common uh, because you keep talking about architecture firms, engineering firms, like as like your day stuff, right? Like that I I work in that industry too, as my day job, not, I'm not an, I'm not an engineering, but I I deal with uh, a lot of like HVAC equipment and stuff like that. And so sure, sure, sure. Yep. Yep. So so it's just kind of funny the weird, the mesh, it's such a small world. So Uh, that's, that's kind of cool. uh, I just wanted to, well, to nerd out on that our firm is a interdisciplinary firm and it took me uh a couple years to realize that like the the mechanical engineers is actually like the coolest people in that office you know you, <laughs> yeah. you come in thinking it's going to be the fancy designers and slowly you realize like no oh, man those guys are stiff those yeah. mechanical engineers those guys know how to party ah <laughs> uh, dude we'll, we'll have to talk off the show Absolutely. and I, I i'm really curious to see uh, what what for what firms we're talking about here? Yep, but uh, yep. anyways, you, Josh, <clears throat> if you really want the engineers who party, find the software engineers. Oh, we're, yeah. Yeah. we're <laughs> wild, too hard, man. <laughs> um, what I was wondering actually was like, where does most of your like is it foot traffic or is it like um appointments or like people scheduling ahead of time? Like, where where does most of it come from? Uh, I mean, honestly, we, so we opened in January of 2020, so we were open for about three months and then pandemic came and shut us down. Mm. And then if you guys hit Milwaukee was a little bit, you know, slow to kind of get back to, to normal. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's a, a, a fun question to think about. And one, I don't always have a clear answer to just because, uh, most of our time in operation has been a little finicky. Um, so I would say the majority came from like is online reservations for sure. 
Um, but like real recently, walk-ins have been picking up quite a bit. So, um, so it's a, it's a tough question to answer and it's day to day and sort of, yeah. you know, month to month, year to year, it's been, it's been pretty different for us. People always ask us too, like, and sorry, Ryan, if this is also on your question list and I'm jumping ahead, be. but like people go, uh, you know, what's, who's your demographic, you know? And that's like another fun question. Cause I'd say probably 75% of our reservations are from women. Um, which is not necessarily what? something I expected. Yeah. And, uh, it's a lot of, uh, girls on a date night, they're taking their boyfriend out for their birthday or something like that. And, Oh, I think you'd be uh... into this. Um, you know, um, or you get like, I always said, uh, my goal was not to open a Chuck E. Cheese. Um, but we're an all ages establishment. So, you know, we do get parents coming in with kids or families and stuff like that too, which again, normally the mom's making the booking. Um, and then definitely have guys coming in too, but I just, I did not expect it to necessarily be a majority female, uh, customer base. So I'm on to your advertising campaign here. I'm on to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know Ryan got in the opening. I was using swear words and making inappropriate uh, jokes, and then now he's like, "Oh, where'd business Ryan come from?" Not, not the one I met. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, that's uh, uh, uh. So, uh, sidebar off Josh's question: Do you always, if you're if you're getting reservations, do you try to keep one of? Because you only have the three bays. Do you try to Correct. keep one available then for walk-ins? No, it's a little bit of a horse apiece. We always recommend folks like give us a call ahead of time because we are a small place. So sometimes, you know, I hate to do it, but if we have a party or something like that, once in a while, I've got to turn folks away. Um, sure. And, you know, we've been, I guess, not fortunate enough, but uh, we aren't, we haven't been overly busy, crazy to the point where I've got a, a number of people pissed off. It's, it's definitely happened a couple of times for sure, but uh, in most cases, we still have you know, a spot available will tell people, Hey, do you mind coming back in an hour or something like that? And again, yeah. being where we're located, there's, that's usually not an issue because there's enough other stuff to do. Um, and then we did this summer, we opened like a bar in the back. So we do have kind of a cool outdoor space to hang out in business, Ryan talking here. So if anyone wants to come in this summer from the hours of 11 to blah, 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 um, no. And uh, so what the hell was that second time? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I, I was just going to pretend to trail off. Um, oh. No, I'm, I'm curious. Oh, 11 uh, to what? No, no feel free. Floor is like yours. <laughs> we do Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays during the summer. We've got a, a backyard bar. And then yeah. we'll probably switch up our hours a little bit this summer. So With alcohol? Facebook. Absolutely. We got a full liquor license. and uh, Do you? Um, applied for that right away at the beginning. And then it extends uh, all the way to our backyard. Oh, so why did I have we, the... Uh... Maybe maybe I misunderstood on our earlier conversations, but I thought you said you didn't have a a, a liquor li license or, or something no, like that. Uh, maybe maybe I, I probably misunderstood. No, well, I'm sure. it was all ages, but yeah, the bar in the back. Well, so that and that's a cool little space. I was I was digging back through your Instagram, and you have sure. you you've done a lot of different events back there. Like you've done like uh, semi recently ish, like a yep. stand up comedy thing back before we got into the cold months. Like like. But is that like your plan just to kind of turn it into like an events thing, kind of bring people in like every, more, you know, like, uh, again, with it being a small business and kind of, um, so part of it, not to let people know too much behind the scenes, but sometimes the way I think of it's like an incubator of a place that I can do I cool ideas at. 
So yeah. the backyard space, you know, it's it's pretty flexible, so we can sort of rearrange it. It's got a big deck, so at the comedy show, we used it as a stage and set a bunch of chairs up yeah. in the back area. There's a little bonfire pit back there in the bar, so it worked out great for that. Um, kind of during Summerfest, like, I still have a whole bunch of my rock, I have all my rock band equipment, so we did, like, rock band karaoke night back there. Um, That's I've cool got a idea. couple projectors and screens, too, so we've done set up back there to have kind of movie nights and things like that, so... Um, yeah. you know, a oh, little yeah, bit, we've, we've got a consistent, cool space to hang out at, but some of those events are just a little bit of us going like, this would be fun and we'll see if people like it. And, right. uh, you know, this, this is one of my favorite things. Um, and I'm sorry, Josh and Dom, one of my favorite things about doing this podcast, especially as of late with all of these small bit, like smaller business owners, especially local ones, I'm finding out about all these really cool fucking hangout places. You know, that, like, I never knew we were there, ever. So, like, RSVR, I, I can I can tell, right? And I said it before, but, like, I always had this, thing, like, thing in the back of my mind where I'm like, oh, I want to, we got to go there. But, like, I, every time I was down there, I didn't have my kids with me or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I really want the kids to come because I know, like, they'll be able to enjoy this, you know, as well. So, um. Well, we try to, again, like, so a couple of the, my favorite customer stories is, like, uh, one i had a, a bachelor party and we've got a, a vive headset then the front like flips open and this was like second week of us opening and some guy at a bachelor party like flipped the mask up and started chugging his beer and for a minute i was like oh wait don't not and then i went and i stopped and i went no that's sweet <laughs> You're like, wait no <laughs> it's cool. do that. yeah awesome. uh, <laughs> no enjoy your beer that's the place i want to have um and then same thing like one time we had a, a mom they were like out of town and she came in with uh, three kids, bought all three stations, so basically rented out the whole place, just stuck them in a VR headset and was like, you guys have Wi-Fi? Yeah, okay. I have a bunch of emails I got to sign for the next hour. Oh, there you and go. The kids wow. were just quiet in their own world. And the mom sat back, ordered a seltzer from us, uh, typed up a bunch Hell of yeah. emails she needed to for an hour and was like, oh, thank you so much. I just needed that break. So, like, those are the two moments I was – I was happy to provide, but like was jealous as like, I would have liked to have been a customer in those situations of, I, I'm glad I made a place you can come drink some beer and, and then shoot zombies in the head with your, your dude friends. And then also if you were a parent, you got a place you can come kind of like get your kids distracted and quiet for an hour and <laughs> use the yeah. rest of our space to get some quiet work. It's the done. McDonald's play place oh, of the current oh, generation. Oh, a I little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Dom, you got anything? So when it comes down to your game selection, what would your favorite choice be in that selection? So like Arizona Sunshine 2 just came out and that game is sick. Uh, it's Arizona Sunshine was uh, like one of the first zombie shooters and like one of the first VR games that uh, I remember playing that, setting it up in my living room at my old place and then uh, it was like midnight and my kids were young at a time had fallen asleep and yeah. my wife was working second shift. So the house is all quiet and I'm playing zombies, you know, six years ago or whatever. You hadn't seen a zombie attack in VR yet. And like <laughs> shooting, having fun shooting. And then like one out of nowhere, like jumped a car at me and then sprinted. And my brain, I just took off and bam, ran into yeah. my wall, knocked the sensor down. And then we're like, this, <laughs> I gotta be done playing. So that was like Arizona sunshine one, uh, yeah. And then now been through a few iterations and finally the second version of that game came out and they've added like there were so many features in the first game and just 
having run a ton of customers through that first game as well, they'll have like yeah. little pill bottles you can pick up or like a hammer. And every customer is like, can you use this? No, you can't. Does this do anything? No, it doesn't. The can of soup you pick up said, no, that's just set dressing. Whereas Arizona Sunshine <laughs> 2, they like fulfilled all of the promises. So, mm. Bro, so you can't uh, like throw a can of pe- beans and a zombie? You can and- now. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's the future. Welcome to the yes, future. Please you throw your yeah. beans. Again, I had four years of telling people you couldn't. So now to get people and go like, oh, no, you see that pickaxe? Yeah, grab that. Pick it up. Pick it up take a chunk out of a zombie's skull you don't oh, even know what you have they they added a dog too you get a doberman pincher in it and then you, oh, can, sick. you can uh send the dog to attack certain zombies for you uh and so had a couple of really cool moments doing that in the game that is really fun so that's actually a good question or it's a good point because you had mentioned that when you first put it on, you're running into the wall, knocking down your sensor. Yeah, yep. Because the first thing I was wondering when I hear about like a VR, either bar or experience, like how do you get people acclimated to VR in a like strange environment? Maybe yep. they've yep. drank a little bit at this point. Yep. So like, because VR legs is a very important thing that everybody has to get. So what I have written down here is how do you help folks get their VR legs successfully For without sure. causing too many puke stains on your floor? Cause that so carpet is very nice. I would say like, if there's anything that uh, personally I'm pretty good at, and I think that we do as a business that I train my staff to do really well is like exactly that. Um, I've, like I mentioned, I've, I, I work in architecture and I've kind of been doing VR since I could get uh, my hands on anything. Um, but uh, normally day to day, my job has been like I, I work in healthcare design. So I go visit a hospital and then I bring a VR kit with me and I set it up and we get like a bunch of nurses and surgeons and doctors to kind of walk through their new space. So I joke that like I got trained. Is that a real fucking with... thing? Yeah, dude. It's, it's totally real. Um, <laughs> so awesome. That's I just I. It's cool. I I never get to see construction from this end of things, so I'm sorry to nerd over that weird thing, uh, but continue. How it it relates to Josh's question is just, I kind of trained on walking like surgeons and doctors through a VR experience, uh, and like those folks got zero patience for Mm -hmm. anything. You know what I mean? Their time is so... Well, yeah, they're like, get this fucking thing off my head. I just gotta... For, you know, the job in architecture we get a lot of value out of doing it so it's important for us to be able to get them in there to get an opinion from them but if you're not you don't have like a a gentle touch uh you know these folks are going to be sort of turned off from the equipment and not want to participate and then go back to doing what they would normally do so i sort of had to learn that process through getting a bunch of people that didn't necessarily want to be there and and figure out ways to sort of coax them into trying through it. And then also uh, figuring out how to explain things simple enough so that I didn't have to go through this long process of getting the controllers and what, what they, you know, trying to get to the point of like, this is what you need to do to be able to get to what you have to be able to do in VR. And I'm not going to explain necessarily any more or less. So to your point of how do I get customers feet under them? Like uh, we've got over a hundred games on our menu. 
And then we sort of organized it in a way that these are the games that like anybody can pick up and play. So if my mom were to walk in the door, I'd say, hey, here's a great one that you can start with. You're not going to push any buttons on the controllers. Uh, it's all going to be kind of more experiential and you don't have nothing to fight, nothing to shoot at you. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, versus if somebody comes in and they're like, no, I got one at home. Like, all right, well, then, like, we're going to jump to the end of the list and play all the games that maybe you didn't purchase or you're going to, you know, I joke that there's no blockbuster around anymore. So some of our mm -hmm. customers were like the place you can come try out games at before you buy them. Um, so really, we're just my staff and myself are pretty good at identifying where that person's at and then figuring out a game that's at your speed so that I'm getting you in something that you can do be successful at. Uh, and then have fun um, yeah. as opposed to putting you in something that's like, this is going to frustrate you. You're going to have to click through a couple menus to get yeah. to what you're trying to do. It's going to be three minutes before you're actually Dude. doing anything cool. And this person obviously doesn't have that patience. I'm going to put them in the blue because if I can jump them in, they can go see a whale. Yeah. They're going to like smile and laugh and go home happy. So. <laughs> do you have Beat Saber? Hell yeah. Don't okay. you, you, right. Yeah, you do? Or no? Well, we did we did no never mind i'm not going to talk about it anymore uh and next question <laughs> oh, oh, oh right, oh, right. I, I sense some kind of licensing thing here but um next question. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, so that actually brings up well first off like that is a crazy translatable skill that you would never imagine would be translatable so that's that's actually it's such like a specific customer service point that just so happened to like completely work with your small business. So that's, that's actually, sure. that's super crazy. Um, so how much time would you say you're, you spend like maybe not on a weekly, but maybe like a monthly basis, just going through and looking at VR games that are out there or new ones coming out. So, um, I mean, I guess like just the, the way the internet algorithms work, like most of it's fed to me at this point, just because I'm following along most people that are in the business. And then, mm -hmm. um, it, you know, so I, I suppose it's, I, I don't necessarily have to do too much research because a lot of it just kind of comes to me based off of like, Oh, I'm browsing stuff in my free time and, uh, all those websites and stuff that pop up. And then, you know, it is tough because sometimes there are some like really, really rad games, but like the, the, environment is still a little bit fractured i suppose so you know every now and again like this game's awesome but it's not available on pc or sure. like this game's awesome but it's like so indie that you had to kind of wait until it blew up to actually like hear about it to get a chance to play it um you know so uh, again most of the obvious titles i i tend to get a hold of um and and am aware of yeah. but it's still fun i just downloaded a game called t for god you guys ever heard of this one T for God, no. Same thing, kind of an indie title, and then it was kind of recommended, but uh, has a super cool mechanic in it in that uh, you don't use the controllers to do movement. All of the movement is walking-based. Oh, so that's sick. You don't teleport. You don't use a joystick. You just, you just walk, walk around in a T-pose the whole time? Or? So the cool thing <laughs> is that the, the levels are auto-generated every time. So based on the size of your play space, oh. it will generate a maze that will force you to walk and essentially walk, walk in circles around your area, but to sort of feel like you're in this endless maze because... As you oh, turn that's the corner, cool. it's generating. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. That's really cool. Um, 
But again, it was such an indie game that the graphics aren't superb. The mm-hmm. gameplay is it's pretty short, you know what I mean? But just the simple mechanics of it are like so much fun to kind sure. of realize what's possible. So I feel oh god, Josh. Yeah, real quick. So so when you find something like that, what's the process of then like getting it on the PCs over there? Yep. And then also like informing your staff now, like this is you know, a new game on the menu. This is who it could yep. cater to. Like, what what does that process look like? So some of that is trade secret, Josh. Um, just enough. as you mentioned, licensing fees and things like that. So, like, sure. yeah, I, I just mean more so in, in like educating your staff but, on what a game um, is. Well, I, I I sort of joke that like when you work at RSVR, sometimes like you we go through a big training period where I force you to like play video games until you're sick. Um, you know, and not like fun, not like, oh, we're going to play this one for three hours and you're going to get to beat it and see all the awesome moments. It's like, no, we're going to play this. You're going to like study the controls. You're going to get through the first level or two. Um, and then we're going to jump onto the next one. And then we're going to do that for 16 hours straight and then have a headache. Um, and then same thing when we get new games, you know, I'll just, we, we have a small enough staff right now. So it's pretty easy for me to sort of send the message out of, Hey, Arizona sunshine two's out. Uh, if you got some, you know, downtime on Friday, jump into the game for a little bit and sort of get the get the hang of it, or you know, get there a little early so you can set up and then try it out. Um, and then same thing, like we got Arizona Sunshine two, um, kind of at the beginning of this month, and then uh, still haven't necessarily pushed it to too many customers because we're finding like, oh, the reload mechanics are different and it's a little bit more difficult. So yeah. if I get that person that comes in. They want to fight zombies, but, you know, I can tell they're not quite an experienced gamer or VR gamer. Like, we're just going to stick to Arizona Sunshine 1 because I can explain the rules to that with a blindfold on because I have so many customers that have much fun playing it. Whereas if I put you into this one and you can't figure out how to, you know, grab ammo from your belt, reload it, charge the pistol, you know, the game's not going to be any fun because you're going to die immediately. Mm-hmm. So if we get new games, we test them out ourselves, we play them for a little bit till we like them, we kind of figure out how the the speech is going to go to explain it to customers, where it's going to sort of fit on that skill level yeah. list, and then that way, you know, when we see folks come in, um, I sort of joke, sometimes I feel like I work at like a weed dispensary, because a customer will come <laughs> in and I'll be like, what are you feeling today? Like, you want like something exciting, <laughs> a little more casual? You know, like, do you want adrenaline boost, or do you just... <laughs> And calm and put you to sleep. No? Okay. Uh, so okay, so now we know your underground market. <laughs> yeah, underground. <laughs> so I, I've never been to one of these VR arcades before. I don't know if the other guys have been either, but if I was going to walk into one, I'd be worried about the sanitation. For so sure. How do you handle sanitation within your VR arcade? So uh I've like I've always known that's a huge concern. Um, and for my own self, like it's my gear and I still play on it or I bring my kids there and I want them to, you know, my kids will work with me on a Sunday and then we'll play for an hour or two when we're done as a treat. Um, you know, so it's, it's something I want to be able to use. I want to have my friends over. I don't want it to be nasty. Um, and then basically I've got, uh, alcohol wipes, which will clean like kind of the outside of everything. I got a lens wipe. So we keep all the fingerprints and smudges off the lenses. And then I got like a clean box, which is a, a UV sanitation system. So, uh, I see your hand is up, Ryan. I just want to mention that when I was at Midwest gaming classic, I totally thought that your UV sanitation station 
was um some kind of crazy PC case. Yeah. Yep. And uh <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? What kind of computer is that? And you're like, oh no, it's just cleaning my headsets. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> what you got in there? An RTX uh forty ninety or I'm pretty sure that's what I said. I'm like, what kind of GPU is it? Like I can't <laughs> it felt so dumb. <laughs> Fuck. No, I get that a lot. Or people go, is that a 3D printer? Just because it looks like it, a box enclosure. Um, but yeah. that, you know, I, I'm knocking on my wooden desk, but we we did survive COVID and, you know, we're able to yeah. open up afterwards. And we didn't, you know, still at the point when people were like, leave your phone number and call. We're going to call everybody if, if somebody's sick. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I didn't have any customers or any staff kind of get sick. So it was one of those things that... Good. Um, hasn't been an issue for us. And I think it's because of the precautions that we do take. Um, now, I did go to a certain go-kart uh, zip lining place with my children one time, and they did have a little arcade section with like a Minions arcade. You sat in a roller um, coaster, and I, I looked at that thing for two seconds, and it was full of hair, and the lenses like hadn't been cleaned. And so I, it's you. definitely something I take a lot of pride in um, just because I, I think that'll be the difference between if you go check out a place that just kind of has a headset off in the corner and nobody yeah. maintains or cares for it versus a place that's kind of dedicated to it and, and uh, yeah. puts the time and effort that we do into keeping and maintaining sort of good equipment. Are, so this day and age, like with the advances in VR technology, like more and more consumer grade VR headsets are, you know, standalone wireless. Are, are you running? Are all of your headsets are they all wireless, or so are they connected to a PC? Have, uh, our headsets that we got, we got a Vive Cosmos, which uh, was sort of obliterated online when it was first released. So I pre-ordered it thinking it was going to be like the newest and greatest headset ever. Uh, and then when it dropped, the the reviews on it were pretty terrible. Um, however, I've tried every VR headset that they make. Uh, it's just the mm-hmm. perks of working at a place that I, I do VR R&D for. Um, and oh, yeah, yeah. for our customers and the way that our shop is set up, it couldn't be more perfect. So it's the Vive Cosmos. And then we use the Vive wireless adapter. Um, so again, a lot of the standalone headsets in that are having wireless PC functionality now, but when we first opened, this was our, our one and only option. And in my opinion is still absolutely the best. So it's got a dedicated transmitter and receiver, um, and it runs on a wide gig signal, uh, which just on a PC that's, so I've got a, we've got some nice PCs. They're mounted in our ceiling, which is a, a fun story. Um, in order to facilitate the, uh-huh. you're pointing right at it. Now, yep, I, yep. now I know where to look. Um, so, oh, is that where? Uh, is that actually a PC? For sure. Yeah. No, so, is it the really? Wireless transmitter. Um, only uh, it's it has only a, a six foot coaxial cable. You can connect it to the PCB board in your PC. Um, I'm going to throw out terms like this so that people think I know what I'm talking about. Um, I believe you. I do. Uh, so they, and it only comes with a three foot cable. You can buy a six foot, but after six foot, the signal degrades and you're not going to get the same quality. So initially I was going to build a server room in our basement, but then I have a, and run, you know, wires for 15 foot HDMIs up through the walls into our TVs. Uh, but then realized, well, if we want the wireless functionality, I have to have the PC six feet from where I'm going to place this transmitter, and the transmitter has to have line of sight. So the best place is to put it on top of the TV. So then we said, well, am I going to put it on a shelf next to the TV? And uh, 
that would be kind of lame. And, you know, maybe someone's swinging a controller, they smash it. That's not a good idea. And then I went, well, what about if I hung them in the ceiling? And uh, mm. more funny <sighs> tangent stories, but uh, had just seen a friend's son who bought a PC for Christmas and it was all full of Corsair LEDs. And so then I went, like, if I hung them in the ceiling, I get a glass case. They could be like light fixtures. Um, and it worked yeah, out perfect because, yeah. again, they, they fit. They're there for functional purposes. That's but so at the good. same point, I get a lot of kids, you know, or, you know, adults, other gamers that'll come up and sort of want to know what equipment we're running. And I can just sort of point up to the ceiling and say, yep, that's the graphics car. And there's our memory. Stick, oh, man. The water yeah, system. Um, but that's the slick. Other fun story is that same 12 year old whose PC I saw, uh, I actually paid him a consulting fee to come in and help me part out some pieces for the PC. So uh, 12 year old helped me build those computers. Um, wow. Damn, all right. I just, I had the, I had the forethought to say, you know, I've, I've been working in the architecture and VR business for a long time. So I knew the level of components I needed and sort of what pieces yeah. I wanted. But like, as far as, what kind of LED fans, you know what I said? It's sure. being a little bit older that that stuff's a little bit past what I would find necessary to run a gaming setup. Um, yeah. And yet I went and saw this really cool thing this kid had. So who better, uh, who's going to do better research around that topic than a 12 year old trying to put together a Christmas list. Like he had everything started out on Amazon. This grandma can afford this. And my sister can buy me the <laughs> mouse pad and my, my dad and I saved up lawn mowing money so I can afford half of the graphics card. If aunt puts in the other, you know what I mean? He, this kid had his shit figured out and it spent right. way more time than I would have ever had available to learn it. Uh, and so certain That's things, cool. uh, our graphics card, he said, you know, what you actually want to do is you want to buy like the white edition cause it'll bounce the led mm -hmm. lights around mm -hmm. better. And I yeah. said it was the one tip that I went, it's worth any money I paid you. Uh, yeah. You're going to go I somewhere. Never kid. thought of that. Oh. oh, that's awesome. Can can I just make a quick segue just because I can't think of a more perfect time? Uh, you're talking about, you know, get, figuring out what you're going to have in all these PCs and, and getting that all figured out. Um, I don't know if you've met uh, Henry from Dark Fusion Systems. He was at uh, Midwest Gaming Classic last couple of years. He's a really good friend of the show. Um, we, we've, we've kind of partnered up with them and they do like, they will help consult and build out PCs for you. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if you don't have a 12 year old that knows all about your, your RGB fan lighting, um, and you're looking for, you know, some kind of like really cool boutique, uh, PCs, it's not going to be quite the same thing with that tempered glass. This is more of like a really cool, fine, you know, hard galvanized or metal like case, um, you got you got to talk to my boy henry at dark well, fusion systems so and if 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 you mention bucket bites you can save 150 dollars. get out of town get out of town henry, yeah i'm coming there uh, and i'm home. just Somebody i'm just gonna there. go out on a limb and say that if you're looking for anything you should probably call henry before a 12 year old child yeah, that's true. Possibly. Well, <laughs> well I, don't, I don't know. If you want the prettiest colored lights, I mean, I, Henry knows... Well, we're not going to get into the performance versus pretty lights. Uh, Everybody you know. knows the more <laughs> RGB lights you have, the faster the computer is. That's boring. <laughs> a truer fact has never been spoken. Uh, hey, hey, Josh. Yeah. Could you do me a ginormous favor? I already know what it oh, is. Where did Josh go? His head's gone. 
Get the bucket! This. Oh my oh, god! <laughs> it, it really does get worse every week. I got him. I got. This there is, we go. This is Mr. Bucket. He is the one that holds our gigantic list of games. I, don't know uh, I should say. The... He um, used to what... have. He used to have a handle, uh, by the way, and two arms. <laughs> two arms and, and also like red a lips. lips. Yeah, he had red All lips at gone. one point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not anymore. But anyway, so that's Mr. Bucket. He holds all of our bite-sized bits that we've been pulling out. Uh, but we like to bring him up onto the screen for our games portion of the show. So, uh, uh, Josh, I'm going to go ahead and... Um, Are you, you to my right his, or my left? I'm to your right. So if you want... Uh, okay, that works. I was going to say, I was okay. going to go through his mouth. Oh. Turn his oh. mouth. There. Oh. Uh, there. Poor guy. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be playing real or. Is he okay? <laughs> yeah, right. Fine. Oh my god, dude! I thought you threw him out the fucking window. He's next fine. Like Jesus next episode, he's going to be cut in half or something. <laughs> god damn! Your uh, sound effects producer is awesome. That breaking glass sound effect uh, was like spot on. We do. We do a great job. We, yeah, uh, we hire out the budget. best. You guys got around. Yeah, it's just it's a Jameson bottle. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be playing a game called Real or Fake. So what I've done is I've uh, built up this list of games. I'm going to tell you the title of the game, and I'm going to give you a brief description or premise of the game, and you just have to tell me if it's real or if it's fake. Simple enough. And because... With Ryan here, I figured what better time than to do a list of all VR games. Oh, shit. So, the way this is going to work, it's going to go in order. <laughs> no, well, you, know, you never know. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with Josh. We're going to go Josh, Ryan, Dom. I've got nine total, so each of you will have three games. The rule is if you... I mean, I guess that's it. The rule is you get it right or wrong, and that's it, because that's how it goes. So, Perfect. Josh. Yeah. Are you ready, sir? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The first game is titled... Well, let me make this a better size. All right. The first game is titled Synthscape Virtual Utopia. And the premise is, embark on a quest in a mesmerizing virtual world as an avatar-like creature to restore balance and... Harmony to a once thriving digital realm. And I'm just supposed to say if that's real or fake? Yeah, you're supposed to say if it's real or fake. Oh. <sighs> I want that game to exist, so I'm going to say fake. It is fake! Oh. Yeah! This is one of my favorite games to play because I get to use my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait, that uh, game is fake, though? That oh, is a yeah, fake game. Alright, we're gonna scam this game. And oh, no, dude. All of the fake games into real games, and then we'll win. And I will take 10%. You're vastly overestimating uh, my talent set. <laughs> Don't undershoot yourself, Josh. Alright, mm. Ryan. All right. Your game. It is called VR Hot. It's an adult VR experience for creating and interacting with dream partners where you can explore your desires in a non-judgmental way. That game is real, and I have masturbated to it many times. 
And this episode just went from PG-13 to R-rated. That is correct. Dom, pressure's on. It it was a real real game. Heck yeah, and seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to cut this intro into just... I, I'm I'm Ryan from RSVR, and I masturbated to this game. To <laughs> yes, all right, Dom. This game is called Penguin Plop. Flap your flippers in this quirky penguin obstacle puzzler as you try to find your way to the bottom of a glacier. Oh, that sounds like a cute little game, but in VR, um, is it fake? It's fake. Tom with a plus one. That was was a good logical uh, thinking there. Like, that sounds like a cute game, but could you do it in VR? Because, like, you want to have, like, if you were making a game, this is tangent as fuck, but if you're going to make a game like that, you have, like, little tiny penguins walking around, like, plopping around. You don't want to be the penguin. You want to see the penguin. Well, so the I way I envision this like is that you win and see the penguins. True. That's a good True. thing. You know, I, well, that's why yeah. you guys are going to make the game and make millions off of my ideas. Um, <laughs> all right, Josh, back to you, sir. Yeah. Everybody's gotten them right, so no pressure. Oh, great. All right. Break the streak right here, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. All right. So the, this one is called Butts, the VR experience. Real. Do you want me to read the premise or are you just no. going to go with real? I'm going with real. (laughs) I'm reading the premise. (laughs) But the VR experience is an animated VR short about love, trust, and learning what it means to be truly free. I'm less convinced now that it's a VR short and not a like weird itch.io indie game, but I'm going to go with, uh, I'm still going to go with real. It is real. Yes. That was a classic Google Cardboard title. Ooh. Was it was during the very indie phase of VR. Nice. I love it. I'm going to go check out Butts. What was it? Butts of VR? Butts, the VR experience. The VR experience. You'd have to download it on a phone and plop it into one of those that you can It's actually on Steam. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Yes. Just not all of these are, but I. As I was, yeah, you'll you'll see. I see All it, right. and wow. I never want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, hit me with another. All right, this game is called Dumpy. I'm sorry, Dumpy Going Elephants. In this game, uh, jump in the shoes of an enraged elephant after breaking out of the local carnival. I'm gonna go with fake. Another one that I hope is real, and I'll play it if it is. <laughs> it's real. Ooh. It's real. Why am I losing? Crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's um that one is not on. I don't believe that one was on Steam, um, but you can download it. So uh, have fun. All right. <laughs> Dumb. My turn. My turn. We are going with a game called The Seventh Guest, a a supernatural mystery that delivers atmospheric story with puzzles in an eerie mansion. 
That's that's a hundred percent real. It's real. The Seventh Heaven is like one of the most famous adventure games of all time. It's like, oh, is this game real or fake? Super Mario Brothers. You play as a plumber who invades a, a mushroom kingdom. For 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 what it's worth, I've never heard of that game in my life. Oh, under rock. And also, oh, can I can I play one? Can I try one real quick? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, Halo Three. It's a game about a master chief. Uh, uh, it's not a VR game, so fake. Oh yeah, it's true. It's not a VR game. Yeah. All right. Sorry. All right. Uh, Josh, you ready? Yeah. If it's as easy as seventh guess. <laughs> this game is called My Little Donut. Um. Before you lies your donut, you can pull and twist it, snap and swish it, <laughs> and maybe even rip it apart into the void from which it came. Read that description my, one more time. My little donut, my little donut. Before you lies your donut, mm -hmm. you can pull and twist it, snap and swish it, and maybe even rip it apart into the void from which it came. <sighs> Real. It's fucking real. Yeah. Oh, I knew you would not come up with from which it came. <laughs> <laughs> so the best part is I wrote all of the premises. So fuck you. Oh. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that because that's what I'm going to base all of my all of my answers on. Now I know it. I was kind of doing that too. Yeah. So okay, so it, it's so all of the premises are like fifty percent me, and fifty. It's like my yeah, rewording yeah, you, of yeah, what yeah. you yeah, yeah. yeah we what all you gathered. Chat GPT all right. does it, and then we rewrite it. Yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah I didn't use Chat GPT. We don't use that here. All right, here we go. Uh, next game is called. Wait, who's it on? Uh, it's on Ryan. Ryan. All right, Redemption. Uh. This game is called Gorilla Tag. Um, hey, Dom, I have a quick question for you. <laughs> Does this third person shooter exist? It's called Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> There's a popular mobile game called Among Us. Real or fake? Yo, I'm never making a game again, man. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Sorry, I'll tell a funny anecdote about Gorilla Tag in the arcade. So, uh, oh, fun. Kids come in asking about it all the time. We do have it on the PCs, but oh, it's do. the one game that I have a strict rule, and that rule is I refuse to learn or play it. Nice. Oh my so, god. Uh, I just mentioned all the other games. If you came in, I would. I would work with you to find out where your skill mm -hmm. level's at. I, I know all the rules and how to explain them very well. I know where most of the hidden items are, and I can get you through the first three or four levels of every game that I own. Yeah. Gorilla Tag, if I get a 14-year-old, the third, you know, 12-year-old comes in wanting to play that, I go, great, you are on your own. I will not help you. I will not start you. I will, I'm going to make this the easiest day of my life where I sit in the back. <laughs> and then for sure, without fail, every kid on their birthday party, they come in, they all want to play Gorilla Tag. Mm -hmm. Within five minutes, they're just doing this and stuck in the corner of some pool going, how do I get out? Oh, my God. 
And so I go, this is fun. This is a game. Has, you've this chose a, this, this child. Do this, you know. <laughs> if you yeah, guys yeah. heard pounding uh, coming from my microphone at the beginning of this episode, that was my son stomping around playing gorilla tag uh-huh. right above me. Oh, just wow. just oh, so you my, know, <laughs> my nephew plays that with my dad, um, who's a sixty-year-old man, and. Um, <laughs> My brother-in-law said my favorite thing ever. He's just like, I don't know who invented Gorilla Tag, like who developed it, but he needs to be investigated because all it is is running around and trying to touch little boys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's disgusting. So he's like, I don't know why your dad's playing this with with my son all the time, but. (laughs) Oh, no. Wait, is your dad on it? Never mind. Uh, So anyways, real or fake? Uh, it is definitely real. Yes, that's correct. Uh, yes, there we go. Perfect, fantastic. Well, cool. the developers did a good job. It's got good mechanics, but it's just not my style and choice. And uh, again, it's one of those titles that's been just completely overtaken by twelve-year-olds. So, yep. like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. zero mm-hmm. point in any of us playing it. But yep. it's for those got guys, that Roblox like, effect, right? The like coolest it's... middle school party that's going on right now is happening in Gorilla Tag. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, last one. Dom, me, zombie dance party VR. You find yourself in a graveyard where zombies have unearthed for the ultimate dance off. The afterlife doesn't have to be so dreary. Well, that sounds fun. I'm gonna say that's real. It's fucking fake. So that means Josh wins again. Fuck this show. Josh always wins. Sorry. I got lucky that time. Dude, if you would have just given us all, you know, like, uh, like, oh, this hedgehog runs really fast. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, sure. But I mean, we could have done it just based off titles, too. I just, I think adding the premise makes it more fun. No, no, no. Yeah, the, we still would have gotten it based off titles, though. You got to do better research on, uh, you know, more ambiguous yeah. titles. So, so it was a good game, Ryan. I stick so, with it. Keep doing it. You're you're thanks, really man. doing your best, and I'm Yo, proud of the work that you're doing. Thanks, Ryan, bro. Thanks, Ryan, thanks. bro. You're on this side sure. now. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, I think, I think I'm gonna know. get replaced by Ryan very yeah. shortly. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Says, Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> Josh I get a new guy. games and yells at me for how I make them. <laughs> So, so why don't you just well, why don't one of the questions be like what game is Sonic from? <laughs> Yo, that's like almost a trick question in some instances. Not Sonic itself, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I'll just go die. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Talking about the restaurant? What are we what are we going for here? What? Sonic the restaurant? The uh, where they bring out the food on roller yeah, skates. Exactly, and shit. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was fall. talking about. That's exactly what I was, I, was, I was talking about. Hey, uh, Ryan, have you were you kind of following the whole like drama with the day before game? Uh, slightly. That was the one that came out. Uh, it was open for like three days, maybe scammed yeah. some money, promised a lot of features, and then the game delivered yeah. like zero. And, yeah, cool. well, yeah, and then they shut down the studio and then made a yes. new one. Oh, they yeah, made a yeah. new studio? Oh, yeah, they already made a new studio. <laughs> Apparently, this is their MO. They've done this multiple times. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Uh, the the reason I, I start with that is because there was another game that was kind of getting like, oh, this game's a scam 
type vibes. And that game is called Pal World. Um, now it was introduced to the world a while back um, with a trailer where it was basically Pokemon with machine guns. Um, and yeah, uh, awesome, yes. More, sign please. me up, right? And yeah. like people are like, this is too ridiculous. They're gonna get copyright infringed or whatever. They're just it's gonna be another early access game where and for what it's worth, that so that game actually finally released today on game preview. It's still an early access. Um, I played it for like an hour today. It's sick. It's actually pretty fucking decent. Like, I'm not saying it's the best game on the planet. So it's really weird. Um, man, this thing, this game takes just inspiration from so many different areas. So you load into the game and it's immediately like arc survive, you know, the dinosaur game. Oh God. So, okay. But then there's this little tablet on the ground. And the music, and all of a sudden you're playing Ark meets Zelda. It yeah. So so here's the thing: is I I downloaded it and launched it for about thirty seconds before we went live, <laughs> yeah. and it immediately felt like it was trying to be Breath of the Wild. Oh. Yeah, it, it's okay. So without that's without Again, playing it, that's what I got. Pokemon machine guns, Breath of the Wild in a game. That yeah, none of those things. So okay, hold on. Not I'm not. I'm not done. I'm, I'm not done. So you pick up this tablet and you go out to this. Uh, you know, you're at the top of this mountain, very Zelda-ish. You know, um, as soon as you walk out, there's a big fucking tree in the background that's glowing, and I'm like, oh my god, it's like fucking Elden Ring. It's the Erd tree, or whatever. Oh, I forget what it's shit. called. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, now we got Elden, Pokemon, Zelda, guns, uh, guns. Yeah, no, dude, like, dude, I'm not joking. Like this, it, it, it like, what the fuck? Um, so okay, so, um, I only played it for an hour, so I don't know the full mechanics. I haven't gotten any guns or anything yet, but I actually really enjoy the mechanics. There's like Pokeballs, like they, they have these little glowing blue balls yeah. that you after you smack an animal with a club a few times you can you can catch it so a lot of animal abuse uh and sure. actually Peter's gonna love it. <laughs> it it sounds like you're trying to like explain a dream to me that's what it sounds like <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how else to explain it there's herd trees elder rain dude <laughs> dude and, and and like okay so then you're fucking it, it becomes this like you have like this base and your little they're, they're called pals okay uh <laughs> they will fucking start working for you so then now you're starting to get like and you can like crossbreed them and stuff and so now you're starting to get like slime rancher and other you know kind of just management type sim games and they will i don't know it's it's i don't i i just can't um but I, I played it for an hour, and I I adored the entire hour that I played of it, which I was not expecting. You said it's in early access. Is this from like an indie studio, or is this a more well-established? Um, oh, this is one hundred percent an indie studio. Pocket cool. Pair. I've never heard of them before. Yeah. Um. um yeah. And it'll, before it'll probably this, they made a game called Craftopia. Okay. Oh, I know. And, I've heard of that actually. Yeah, I was going to okay. say. I think I've actually heard of that also. Yeah, they made that. And then they made um, a game called Over Dungeon before that, okay, which is a roguelike deck builder. Um, so yeah, this is a, I mean, it's a pretty indie studio. Sure, sure. Is. 
Oh wait, I know why I know Craftopia. It's because it's one of those like Breath of the Wild, like you know, um, leeches. <laughs> so this, okay, so so this is a wild yes. thing. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, one of the screenshots has a person with a uh, hang glider and everything. Yeah. So yeah, these guys just make Breath of the Wild ripoffs, and then they're like, wait a minute. Let's throw Pokemon. Let's throw Pokemon in it too. With guns. Yeah, appeal to the Americans. <laughs> but it works. Why does it work? It's and it's fairly polished. In the hour that I played, I didn't have any bugs. Which or is anything. interesting because it's yeah, it's such a small team and uh <laughs> it's it just came out today, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so a lot in of streamers early have been playing. Yeah, a lot of streamers have been playing it for since the tenth. Um, but it's on like Game Pass right now. Um, gave me a key. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta get you gotta get good like Bike Man. Bike Man was playing it. Co Carnage was playing it. I know there was a bunch of people playing it. It's gotta give me some some uh, contacts here. I have four hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube almost. Why was I not p- playing Pal World a week early? Because <laughs> uh, you didn't ask. I don't know. I don't know. I was stuck playing I Kingdom just... Hearts, the mobile oh, card game. Was yeah. Weird. Well, I There's I wanted no to preface guns that. Guns or Pokemon in Kingdom Hearts? No, oh, Mickey Mouse. Like, what yeah. is this? Yeah, Mickey Give Mickey Mouse a, a gun. I'm okay. Did you Did you guys see the whole like old school Mickey Mouse movie that they're making? Kind of like uh, the Pooh movie. Well, that's the not that's not Mickey Steamboat Mouse. Willie. Oh, well, it's not. Yeah. It's theme. It's theme. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know what I mean. You know what I mean? That's I I saw like an image for it. I don't know if I if there's a full trailer out. I haven't seen. No, that I don't thing, think so. But... No, I, I think it was think literally so. like a we're just waiting for Steamboat Willie to go into public access so we could start working on this. Meaning they've been working on it for three years. Yeah. <laughs> but like now they can actually like, all right, right we're going to show yeah. you something in here. We're working on it. Oh, it's going to be like the Winnie the Pooh movie that nobody watched. Hey, I watched so that sad. And, you know, halfway. Things come into public domain. It's just like, let's make a fucking slasher film. I know. It's, it's like you, you do so much. But the funny part about film. that, the funny part about it is the guy who made the Pooh Blood and Honey was trashing these dudes who were trying to make the stream, Steamboat Willie movie. No Why? shot. He, yeah, the, the, dude, look it up. <laughs> he was he was trashing. Hold on, Blood. I'm with you a little bit honey, though, Dom. It'll be lame if like if everything you like from your childhood all of a sudden just becomes a, a horrible slasher movie that. just because. Yeah, dude. Like, in, in like 50 years, like Transformers yeah. winds That's what up. I was just thinking. Yep. Too. <laughs> Oh, you like Transformers, but watch out around every corner. Optimus Prime to murder you. <laughs> All your friends are at a cabin where the Transformers used to live. Give a new meaning to Starscream. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it, basically the headline is um filmmaker R- Rays, Rice, Reese, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Andy Reyes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi Reyes. Uh, Ryan's not going to... Anyways, he warns against horror adaptations of Steamboat Willie and other public domain characters, predicting costly lawsuits and a lack of quality. That's what he... That's, like, what he said. Like... (laughs) That's like being Weird Al Yankovic and being like, you shouldn't parody songs. (laughs) It's a legal nightmare. I don't know why you guys are doing it. You're right. I would only respect that comment if he said, like, learn from my mistakes. Sure, yeah. I'm getting sued out of my ass and I made a shit film. Everyone hates it. (laughs) I hate myself. He just wants to market all for himself. Yeah, exactly. He's just mad other people are jumping on it. (laughs) 
Uh, speaking of other, uh, just while we're on the topic of movies, they're making Until Dawn a fucking movie, apparently. It already was, I thought. I don't think so. Interactive movie. Yeah, I mean, the game was. Is that what you're getting at, Josh? That's, yeah, that was the yeah. joke. Sorry. I'm an idiot. It just. I have no clue. Like, I guess the movie version would be of a different group of people, I would assume, or like probably in the past or future. Well, in the weird. Oh, I guess like in the same universe, but not like an yeah, I, I, that's, same story. I think that's the only way they can go at it to make it interesting. But if they just do like this is Until Dawn, but you know, same people. Because the story of Until Dawn was fine. Like, I think yeah. it's the strongest of all of the stories that they've done. Like that. Yeah. Um, that what anthology. are those games called? Yeah. Yeah. The. Um, like Man of Medan was one of them. Yeah, the Dark um, Pictures anthology. Thank you. Yeah, Dark Pictures. Uh, Until Dawn is still by far the best one. Oh, definitely. Um, but like at the same time, like it's so tied with like Hayden Panettiere and um, the guy who was in the Bond movie whose name I can't remember now, Rami Malek. Yeah. Um, so like it's so like tied to those actors. I don't know how you could make a movie with other actors unless you get them, but they're not going to want to do it. Yeah. He fucking Rami Malik won an Oscar, right? <laughs> yeah, he come he back. Why not? Off after that game, passion projects. Artists do them all the time. Yeah, so I don't know. Like it's oh, one of those I things. Like the if, first video game movie to ever be nominated and win an Oscar. Wait, which that was? Which one was the uh, not win an Oscar? But um, there was. Well, I well, mean, the Mario the movie was, was definitely Mario movie did good. Yeah, yeah, did it? Oh, oh. Did okay. Mario movie win like best oh, animated? Feature? I don't think it won, but it was definitely nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while I um, tinker around, I'm trying to think of like I'm any other video game yeah. movies that would have done well. Like none of the Resident Evil movies did well. Oh, Hell no. <laughs> no, but I, I will admit I do have a soft spot for those Resident Evil movies. I've never oh, seen. Sure. I've, I've seen the first one. I've never seen. Oh, it. they they all suck, Josh. There's no, there's, no, no. I understand. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a B movie type horrible, appreciation. Horrible movies, yeah. but for some reason, I secretly enjoy them. That's and, and I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I completely understand me. it. I completely understand it. Um, I like the um the Far Cry movie that was done by uh Uwe Boll. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Have you guys seen the Hitman movie? No, there's two oh. of them. There's two of them. There's a, they yeah. a second one. Oh my! Yeah, yeah they did. They certainly did. The first like one, like an actual sequel. Two? No, Hitman? no, no. Um, I remember it coming out though. Was that was that movie any good? I, the first no. one, no. That's the only one I know about. That one was a mess. Like yeah. on the same level as the Resident Evil messes. I think. Sure. Sure. Oh, never mind. I was wrong. The sequel was canceled during the film's production. <laughs> oh, I was, was that oh, over? There, no, like there a... was a second. It was a reboot. It wasn't a sequel to gotcha. the first. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. but yeah, the reboot. Okay. Was I know also... it went crazy. But yeah, so just let's stop making Hitman movies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Last of Us, like post mention, like that's the that's closest. probably the best like video game to live action adaptation. Yeah. Besides you know, the original Super Mario Brothers movie, of course. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a, I don't know why. I think it's just because I'm a fanboy of Silent Hill, but I, I didn't hate the first Silent Hill movie. The first Silent Hill movie is fine. It's not yeah. great, but it's fine. Yeah. I, I've heard many people say that. It's another one that, like, I haven't seen, but it was, it's something that still intrigues me enough that if it, it showed up on streaming, I'd probably give it a watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 
they do they do a lot of really cool things in that movie mimicking uh camera angles um like especially early on walking through the uh alleyways and stuff like that the corridors they 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 re like shot for shot it really it gives you an appreciation that like also fun fact because a lot of folks don't know this um the whole silent hill is based on this real life town that exists where there's coal burning underground that is 100% false silent hill is not based on that town but in the movie it's based on that town so okay. that's where a lot of people get uh the misconception yeah okay Uh-oh. goodbye josh oh this is a weird yeah we night. Th- 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 I'm going to blame it on the virtual Josh world. Josh got silent hilled. Double Josh. <laughs> he got Josh silenced. There one, Josh, two, back, Josh, three, two Josh, four, four Josh. Wait, hold on. I got to find the right Josh to put in the slot. Oh, Jesus. Which one's the right Josh? <laughs> I, can't, I can't figure out which one's the right Josh on the thing. Oh, there no. we go. All right, there we go. I oh, see. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah um so that was the one thing that the uh the silent hill movie like brought to the franchise was that idea that okay. it was that there's these uh coal fires burning underground sure um also like that movie still makes me uncomfortable to this day like the game makes me really uncomfortable the movie is just kind of like unsettling in a weird really way. i feel like i, I don't way worse the game is definitely way worse, but like the movie just feels uncomfortable to watch. Like there's I, only one part of that movie that's uncomfortable to me, and that's uh spoiler alert uh, yeah. for like a twenty year old movie. Wait, but wait, uh, Ryan hasn't seen it yet. No, no, no. I watched a few enough clips on YouTube, so you can spoil it. There's okay, a so there's a character I wasn't gonna spoil too much, but a character yeah. gets burned and like the oh, the makeup oh, yeah. effects of like the the skin like peeling yeah. from the, from the heat. Like, mm. like that to me, I feel is still some of the best makeup I've seen. Like for that kind of scene, that effect, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that makes me uncomfortable. But everything else, I'm just like, yeah, hell yeah, sound hell cool. I thought, I thought you were gonna talk about the uh, scene. If that no, makes sense. see, and and Aziza and I talk about that scene all the time. I she like uh, thought that that scene was um, traumatizing, but I did not. Um, I don't know. It was just uh, horror movie magic. I think it's because uh, it's just so you're talking about a well. I think well, you're talking about a scene with uh, Pyramid Head, and yes, I sir. think it's because Pyramid Head was so much more menacing in the game. Like the movie version of him is just cartoonish, almost. Sure. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. They did a better job with him in the second movie, even though the rest of that movie was awful. That movie was, and that's where I disagree. I don't think that movie was awful. It definitely like it. wasn't as good as the first one, but I think it did a good job of. Like covering the Silent Hill three sure. story, sure, yep. Also yeah. Yeah, three D, which makes it automatically. That's better. true, and there were a oh, lot true, of yeah. there were a lot of three D money shots of like yeah stuff coming at you. Yeah. Oh yeah. The screen. All right. Oh yeah. What an Good era man. of of movies that was. <laughs> Never again. Thank God. I hope. Nope. Not. It's coming back with the Vision Pro. I'm telling you guys. Uh, it is. Yeah. Dude, yeah, isn't that I, thing like four thousand dollars, dude? Yeah, uh, thirty six hundred. Dude, get fucked. Yeah. What the? But fuck? it does. I I read that article. There's like a a library of three hundred fifty three D movies that you yep. can make available. Yep. They are really pushing three D movies for that thing. So, <sighs> um, 
just to round off the whole movie news thing, um, they're also making Martha is Dead a movie. What is that? That um, no if you clue. don't remember that game, it was oh, a is game that the that one with the sister? They got censored. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and you have to. Yeah, so like your sister's like dead on the table, and you like. Wow, that's a game I never heard of. Like since that initial controversy, so that's interesting. That it's, wait, hold on. They're what considering there's so, there, there was like a controversy. You had to like dig into your dead sister's corpse. Yes. Right. Oh. Yep. Yep. And so it got it got uh, censored in like Japan and all these other places, and actually was even delisted in uh, some of those countries that you couldn't yeah. even. You couldn't until even it was, buy until it. it was censored properly, right? Yep. Yep. Oh yep. shit. Okay. Um, I streamed it, Dom. I think you were there. It's okay. And it was pretty benign, right? Oh uh, no, it was kind of. I mean, it's gaming, well, right? Right. It was. It was gruesome, but it wasn't like. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Gonna, it, it, it was sensitized at this point, guys. Exactly. Yeah, a, a little yeah. bit. That's true. It was gruesome. Uh, nothing big yeah. deal. Meanwhile, yeah, you know. poor person yeah. in Japan is like, "What is going on? Why are you picking <laughs> up your sister's corpse?" Yeah, no big deal. I was like, just why don't I like, Pokemon have more guns? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, there, okay, there is literally a screen. If you go on the Xbox uh, Game Pass, like on the PC. It's on you Steam, at, too, if it's the one that I'm thinking it, of. Well, there's a picture of a, um, uh, I, I think it's a turtle. And he's just, oh, wa- no, he's just, run- he's just running with a fucking AK in his hands. No, yeah, I yeah, just- yeah. It's like a frog. It's on. Oh, it's yeah. a frog. Yeah, yeah. It's on Steam oh. as well. And my favorite <laughs> one is like, there's like a giant Electrobuzz type thing, and it's just got a gun with like one, two, three, four, five, six barrels. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's just like a lady like riding him on his shoulder. Like, yeah, no, dude. Genius. Bro, like, I wanted to make this point before, but um whatever i feel like and we talked about this before i think josh correct me if i'm wrong but i i I miss when games were just fun to be fun and like i appreciate games that are truly forms of art and like in like you know like alan wake it's a huge art piece or like you know grand theft auto nobody has the money that grand theft auto is going to have putting into their game um but like just games to be fun just to play like lethal company you know um was a really good one and and now this game who knows what it actually is going to be but it's really nice i feel like we're getting more of these just games to be fun for being fun Mm -hmm. um you were talking about that one indie game that like not it's not visually good looking uh but it has really cool mechanics um to you know where you're just running around in circles in a maze in your six foot circle right so like that's awesome so I just I guess I didn't want to. Yeah, I think that. Um, oh, so- what's really cool. I was thinking about that the other day because I was uh, like playing old 360 games, but like it's weird that you don't just get like the weird one-off game anymore. Like, do you remember when we used to get shit like? Uh, and like Alan Wake's a bad example because we've gotten a sequel now, but like Alan Wake, like just came out of nowhere. It was a fresh original idea. There was um, oh fuck, there was this one game um where there was like this drug that slowed down time max Payne. well there was that too um i forget what the game was called uh but whatever like i feel like that's a game about a pirate who has a a, 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 i'm sorry that's a good one too um but like i feel like the 360 generation was like the last one where like you just get like the darkness is a great example too or like it's just Ah, a like patent fanboy yeah shut up um (laughs) Like, it's just these weird, like, one-off games that you're just like, ah, that's weird. Like, we don't get that anymore, I don't feel. 
No. Like, is everything so big because budgets yeah. are so huge now? So, like, I love that indie developers are now catching up to, like, where, you know, you could have a team of, like, four or five people making these really interesting ideas. And yeah. uh, Electrobuzz with a six-barrel Gat- Gatling gun? Like, that's... that's I, I'm, I'm here for it. I like it. That's all Josh had to see to make him download. <laughs> it was actually... It was the turtle running with the AK. When I saw that, I was like... Yeah. yeah, that's a promotional <laughs> yeah. image for a yeah. video game. Yeah. It's just this little like monkey uh, turtle man running with an AK 47 smiling in oh, the man. snow. I'm so, in. Since we're kind of on the topic of older games now, I was curious if Ryan was interested in the older VR headsets, like the Virtual Boy, for say. So, oh. uh, my cousin got a Virtual Boy for Christmas, and I definitely played Virtual Tennis on that and then uh the uh robo boxing one i played for sure uh and but only got to experience it for like two hours uh and wasn't playing for two hours straight thank god i think i would have been cross-eyed and brain dead uh you just see everything in red and black yeah but that was like my only experience with the virtual boy and then the first headset i ever put on was like at summerfest many years ago same same exactly exactly nightmare i was shooting at this polygonal triangle with two triangles for wings dude a cube out of your cube shaped gun yes Red. exact same uh, exact same experience so so that was like my first ever taste of it i think um and then uh i did have a 3d tv uh so my first sort of at home experience was like on the ps3 maybe i got kill zone two or three yep. and it had a 3d option for your 3d tv and it had uh capability to play with the the play controllers for ps3 and i had the gun and so i was like uh, and it after all that investment and setup i only played for like two hours but like i remember having the gun and aiming at my tv and it was a pretty horrible experience but like it was enough <laughs> that i like i wanted more of it um, yeah it's, it's yeah. one of those things where like there's a kernel there like you're like i can see what this is yeah. gonna be and it's really cool yep um so that that was it and then just again i i kind of lucked out that the industry that i was in um you know, I had I had always been sort of interested in it and uh, primarily had focused on kind of visualization, so rendering and lighting and all that, and then always really wanted to get into game development. And then when VR, like I, I sort of joked that when it came out, I, I had this excuse that I could I could trick the, my bosses into telling me like, no, you don't want me to do that. Like, you want me to work in game development, right? Um, and so that was kind of my first experience with like an actual commercial VR headset was like real early on with that. So had a, was, it was a fun, fun time. Cause it was like me and two other people at the office that I got to chat with. And we were like, screw work. Like, did you try this thing called like rec room or it wasn't rec room at the time. It was, uh, uh, whatever the one right before rec room was. Oh um, man. It's on another MMO. My tongue. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it was that one was pretty fun, and uh, a couple of the other like ones on the Roblox? Oculus Store. So, no, it wasn't Roblox. Uh-huh. It was started with an A. Sorry for even bringing it up. We'll just pretend it was Rec Room. Yeah, it was Rec Room. Right? Rec Room. Yep, for sure. Uh, 
but you know that was th- th- those were fun times because it was it was only indie games. There was absolutely nothing anybody had built. So like the coolest thing you could try was a fifteen minute demo, and then um, same thing was able to get a pair of Vive a Vive shipped to the office right away too. So it had like tracked controllers. This oh my god, this is crazy. Oh um, yeah, wow. So, so what do you think was like the big step into like where we are now? Was it the Vive or was it the Oculus, the original Rift? The Vive, uh, the Vive was definitely like a big leap, and I don't think we've taken as big a leap since then. So like the original Oculus is okay i guess but like uh it didn't really fulfill that promise you had in your head of like i'm gonna be walking around and ducking down and moving and interacting in a game um it was still just like oh i'm playing a a vr game but um at that point you had a little like webcam tracking you so you had about Mm -hmm. a three foot by three foot square Mm -hmm. and so i remember like some really fun titles was just like you were in an x-wing and like, if you looked behind oh, you, R2D2 yeah. was behind you. And that like tripped me out because you were like, I can turn my head in the game. And uh, I played another one that was a puzzle game, but it was, uh, you know, like a third person essentially. So you were controlling this character, but as he would walk behind a wall in the maze, you would have to move your head around to see the next part of it. And just like a really fun mechanic because it forced you to move your head in this three foot by three foot box. Cause that was all that you had available. So like appreciated those, those little kernels of like what was going to come and be cool. Lucky's tail was really fun and, and sort of like that. But then when the vibe came out and you could shoot a bow and arrow in the lab, I was like, this yeah. is it. And this is all I want to do for a while. Uh, you just reminded me of the um, this older VR game that was just like a complete replica of the Simpsons city. Where you can okay. just walk around the entire Simpsons world. It just reminded me of that. Well, and that's what, uh, you know, as we're getting to the end of this, guys, but uh, if I would wax philosophical, to me, that's like the coolest part that really differentiates VR from your traditional gaming is like uh, a lot of people just think of it as like a device you put on your head. And, I, and to me, it's like, no, this is like a magic world where we can all have unlimited powers. Um, and so, like, I really appreciate when people do stuff like, I recreated a Disney World exhibit that doesn't exist anymore. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. And that's the only way you're ever going to do that is with a technology like this. You're not, nice. it's not as much fun to just have your controller in it and so, move around. So, in going it. off of that, I do want to ask them um, what your thoughts are on the Vision Pro. Sure. With, and especially um the immersive video that apple's pushing on iphones even where you can film a 3d experience with your iphone and then bring it into the vision pro so like when you say something like you know i've recreated this disney sure 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 like what like somebody can go out to you know some kind of historical monument or something and record this immersive video so even once that's gone, you can always experience that in 3D in 180 degrees. Um, so, so do you, well, th- just just to frame my yeah, question, yeah. do you think that Apple, being as big as they are, finally introducing an AR slash VR headset, do you think that that will be kind of a push to bring VR to the next step? Or do you think it's more of... 
a gimmicky thing that'll eventually kind of just so, fizzle. I would say I, I get so much more excited about the wild, wild west indie developers and what those guys are doing. than I, I really don't care too much about what Apple or meta is doing. You know what I mean? I, I really think those guys are so far off the ball and are only concerned with how much money they're going to make. Um, the vision pro looks really cool, but you know what I mean? So I'm sure it's going to have a lot of really cool stuff on it. But at the same point, it's really just another headset with a different set of spec resolutions and running on a different operating system. And, you know, uh, Quest has had a pass-through camera for a long time. You know, I've had that on the Vives at our shop for four years now. Um, you know, and the the real truth is, like, none of that technology, you know, we've had hand tracking for years, but there's not been a good developer or game that's figured out how to really use it in a way that's fun and reliable and makes the game better and more interactive. So, you know what I mean? So I, I feel like a lot of the technologies that, uh, Josh three, I'll talk to you now. Um, did he get cloned again? Or is that just on my screen? Uh, that, that's okay. Uh, I get, get to try and figure again, this out. I see it too. So, so that's just sort of my thing. You know, people are like, Oh, Zuckerberg put a billion dollars into meta. And I go like, okay, but, People have had full body avatars for forever and have been doing a lot cooler stuff in VR yeah, chat than yeah. is happening in your metaverse. And like, you know, I feel like he just hogged all the developers and then well, they I was going to say because you paid him so much and they didn't have to produce nothing. So, yeah, when you squander John Carmack, I don't know. What yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> so so I feel like Apple's going to be sort of the same thing in that, like looking at their consumer base and, you know, uh, the my parents that both have iPhones aren't going to freaking figure out how to capture a 360 image and put it on their device. So, you know, I don't quite, and I don't see anyone kind of in our generation that's that excited for that opportunity. We're like, where are some good, sweet games where I can give my Pokemon guns and we can run around the world together. <laughs> and then that's not what they're promising yet. You'll find some small studio out of, you know, uh, Korea or whatever, and, and that's the stuff they're working on. So Probably, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to see the space expand. I'm happy that there will be some people that will find it and get some use out of it and maybe bring some new people kind of into the world. So I'm, I'm excited to try it myself. Um, but just for my own personal opinion, uh, I've tried developing for Apple through my other job and Android is just like so much easier and a I million times basically easier. all the same stuff I need to do on an Android device without any of the headache or an Apple developer account or all. so like I feel like to me VR is should be and always has been this really open accepting world where people get to be creative and there's it's free of rules and uh, my fear is that Apple and Meta are going to be the people that want to like just capture that market and then put their own restrictiveness on it. Yeah, and we saw we saw how that worked for Meta. Um, I don't think it's going much further there, but um, I could. I mean, I could go on that for hours. Yep, but yep. Um, the last kind of question I have in regards to VR is like, what do you think is going to be the next step? Is it going to be a technological step? Or is it going to be a like software killer app step? So, um, it, both, all of that stuff will happen. 
Uh, everything's going to get smaller. Mixed reality is going to be so cool where your living room can become half VR, half real, half, you know, um, you know, I've had kind of a lot of thoughts about how much fun and cool that could be. What I think me and what I would like to move forward with RSVR that I just based off of my experience and what I have fun doing is like, I really want to get people out of the house more. So I don't necessarily want VR to be a thing that like your kid just does by himself and plays gorilla tag for 12 hours and you don't know what he's looking at or what he's doing it. I, I, like, I feel so attacked right now, bro. All children are and they all, and we all as parents have to determine what those limits and stuff are. Yep, but yep, like, right. Uh, what I love about RSVR is it brings people out of the house. They get to kind of have this experience together. They get to enjoy the technology, laugh at it, share it with each other. I just did this really cool thing. You got to try it next. And then when people leave RSVR, they're always like, I, I kind of laugh. They're walking out the door talking about these memories and experiences they had that none of them mm-hmm. like really had. You know what I mean? But they all were, I oh, just caught this guy out. and jumped on this thing and, and flew down a mountain. Um, so that's really cool. Where I guess do I see the technology that that I would like to see it is more of like an esports field. Um, so I just have this picture in my head of uh, you know when they're playing sports in uh, um, Starship Troopers. If you remember, all right, they're playing football, but they're on like trampolines and they're doing backflips mm-hmm. over each other in like futuristic yeah. armor. And I'm like, where the hell is that shit? So like. <laughs> I want to go to an arena the size of the Bucks arena and I want to watch a bunch of pro athletes that are hooked up to bungee cords back flipping over each other in this holographic environment where not only is it people that are like uber trained at video games, but like they're physically trained as well. And like there's a spectacle to the whole event and we've got a big screen that's maybe showing the point of view of, of the top players. And uh, so to me, I want to build that, future and that's the kind of future i want to see come together is a lot of people that's and that's actually a very interesting thing i've never heard before which was combining like the esports of somebody who's good at a video game with athleticism because obviously vr you have to move your body Mm -hmm. so that that's actually that's a very interesting concept of we need somebody who's good at both. We need somebody who's good at both. And to me, I think the Mark Zuckerberg Apple philosophy is like, no, 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 no. You'll stay at home on your couch. You put on your headset and we'll all be transported to the big virtual arena. Yep. And I go like, well, that's kind of lame. Like, I, well, you know, I, I, that's I, the- I want an excuse to get out of the house once in a while. And, and what's interesting is that goes back to like, like that was huge in you know, 2020 COVID time of like, we need a way to be at home and still feel connected with the real world, which is great. But now we're getting back into, now we can get back out into the real world. We want new experiences. We want a a fresh, um, like, uh, like something new that we can go out and do. And that's, that's a, and again, interesting idea. A lot of people watch the, you know, basketball at home on tv so to me it's like you could have both we could have courtside seats in our vr headset from our couch but like i do appreciate and and want to see a a future where 
we still have an excuse to sort of gather with a large group of people side by side and cheer on people that we like. And that, again, there becomes more of like a, a physical aspect to it that is impressive, as impressive as the guy who's really good at clicking a mouse. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think there's yeah. a, a way to combine both of those two things to be like even cooler. Yeah, I like that. Hell yeah. That, that made me think of like potentially in the far, far future where like someone that's like, let's say like six foot eight. 300 pounds can play like a tank in a like that's a what I'm saying. Call of Duty got it. of, it's a competitive game but like he's only that height in the game and that weight in the game so something like crazy realistic like that I that could be fun shit to deal with <laughs> the PEDs are just stilts <laughs> I'm 8 feet tall motherfucker yes. Yes. still check still check <laughs> oh no that's crazy um shit hey right okay ryan i got two last things for you before i'll let you kind of take the floor and just kind of talk about rsvr and what you want to do in your future and stuff like that uh but uh number one uh something i think about with vr and some of my best experiences favorite experiences with vr is more so as a secondary piece to the media i'm already doing for example Driving a car, like yep. you said, so, um, or f- even like flight sim or whatever. So, when are you going to put these uh, invest and put these really cool um, driving simulators in your uh, in your place? Because so that would be been, sick. Uh, how, I, I got some pictures on my phone, but um, one of my employees, Thomas, is a big racing sim guy. So he he's like my 12-year-old kid with the PC, but he knows everything about racing simulators, which is like such a super valuable resource. So yeah. um, him and I have both sort of parted together one for him personally, but we've set it up in the shop a couple of times. I'm actually 3D printing some shifter mounts, and we're going to set it back up on Saturday. So the real short answer is like, Saturday, come by, we'll have our racing rig set up. Um, but getting one for the shop is just a a different question I have to ask because I played it for the first time like three weeks ago and then uh, put my foot on the gas and it, it felt like I was going zero to a hundred, which was awesome. But I then like crashed into a wall, spun out and got like a good, decent amount of motion sickness. Oh, so yeah. I have to ask myself just as a business owner, like one, not just because it's awesome and cool, but like I, I have a responsibility I feel in my heart to like, make vr cool to people so they want to come back and play it and if i offer something that makes people sick or nauseous or is just too frustrating to be fun um they aren't going to love it now at the same time i'm going to have that one customer that's just going to like shit their pants over doing the racing simulator so like i i definitely want to be able to cater to those type of folks as well recommend Um, yeah recommend away there is a uh i it's called cart craft yeah okay yes it, it, it is a racing simulator but it's just go-karts so it is much more like palatable sure. than like, i racing or something like that where it's like oh, i do have like a cool game which again i wanted to try but i've got like a it's called like carts vr so sure. maybe similar sure. one but uh it offers a i'd seen a, a preview a while back for like a mario kart vr 
uh, you know, and this game is just obviously a ripoff of that trailer. Yes, yes. Because you put a tracker, a vibe tracker on your hand, and then you yep. can go pick up items and toss. Yeah. You know, they're not yeah. banana peels, they're ice cream cones or whatever, you know, but. Um, yeah, Cartcraft is it's left it's less arcadey. It's more sure. like it's an actual go kart, like a real simulator. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, and uh, I I threw my fiance on that, and she loved it. Loved it. Like with no VR experience whatsoever. It was just because go karts are fast enough. Yeah, yeah. But they're not as like you said, like wild, where you're not going to crash into a wall and go crazy. No, we played uh we played Forza and we played Cars too. So you know, two of the better ones, but. And it took us a minute because we didn't have like the graphics and anti-aliasing set up sure. properly on the thing. So it was just a little wavy when I was, and maybe that made me motion sick. And the mm-hmm. second time I tried it, I was much better at it. So it's, uh, it's, you know, but, definitely yeah. something I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to and researching more. It's just a matter of like, where's that cost point? And if I get it, is it something that people are going to be like, I really want to do this. And then they do it, they puke. And then they go like, I can't play anymore. And then, for the rest of their lives, next eight years, they're like VR makes me sick. I can't do it. That's well, that. So that's something you just throw a waiver on. I think, to be honest, like to, to let people know what they're getting into. No, because no, no. I, I, totally I think got the waiver, but uh, just I guarantee you, this is my expert experience. Is like sure, that's fair. Uh, people will if I put you in the blue and you're just walking around at your own pace in VR, you're gonna no one's gonna have an issue. Sure. I'm, uh, I still get customers coming in that go like, VR makes me sick. And I go like, well, sure. you either played like a game on your phone that didn't have proper tracking or you're running it on a slower computer or you tried to play Resident Evil 6 with a, a you know PlayStation controller and it was moving you yeah. around. Mm-hmm. And those, you know, those are okay for some, but not okay for everybody. Gotcha. And so just again, as a, if, if I had more space, I would probably have it in addition, but right now it's one I got to find the space or Fuck. we're looking at like a foldable one. So if a customer sure. came in, it could be an add on to your standard experience. I'm, so I'm telling you, bro, you, you, you get like four of these, these, these car simulators, bro. Have, have, have oh, attorneys, dude. Yeah. Dude. It's like getting the cruising exoticas together, but like better, dude. Know. You know what I'm saying? I'm- all right, you get it. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> All, right. All right. I'm sorry. I just, that's something that would be totally fucking cool. And if you had it right now, I'd come right now at 11 o'clock at night. Um, come tomorrow I, at I, 8.30. In the morning? In the morning, yeah. In the morning. Because there's a Packer game tomorrow. And <laughs> I I am I'm basically throwing away $100 worth of uh, rock band music like tickets for a band tomorrow because i'd rather go see the packers play what band um fit for a king oh i was gonna yeah (laughs) 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 well i I was gonna go because uh that's the guy who's partnered up with henry the the i know i'm joking that was a Uh, joke by the way yeah you're good um all right so ryan two two tiny last things i feel horrible now that was a joke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I know you're fine it's good but uh if someone were to hand you a bucket with everything that you've ever lost not the one that josh is trying to grab but you got a bucket with everything you've ever lost what's the first thing that you would look for i had a 
I had like every Ghostbusters action figure, and I think my mom sold them all at a uh, rummage <laughs> sale or when we moved in second grade. And, Didn't uh, Jerome also say Ghostbusters? Yeah, I think I'd like some of those back. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, yep. you are the second person who said Ghostbusters figures. Oh my god, they were just the sweetest. You could smell them, and like the slime, you crack open a slime, <laughs> it would dry on them, and then they'd smell like the old. Oh my god, that's they awful. were so great. They were so great. Oh, yeah. Fuck, we have to send this clip to Jerome. Yeah, uh, that's so, cool. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Ryan, we've been asking you a lot of questions. Um, is there any questions that you had for us at all? No, we chatted earlier. Uh, just. Thank you guys for having me. This was a, a fun conversation. You guys are fun to talk to. So you were really Good. fun too. Yeah, thank so, you, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. So Ryan, uh, the floor is yours. I'll give you the last, you know, like forty-five seconds here or whatever, just to you know where to find you, uh, sure. what you got, what you got cooking. Go for it. Um, uh, our website is www.rsvrmilwaukee.com. Um, you can go hop on there. Super easy to click and make a reservation. Um. So definitely come out and try us if you're into, you know, regular gaming and, and haven't necessarily tried VR. Like, come chat with us. We'll convince you what's cool. And if not, we still have a bunch of old classic cool video game stuff available and uh, uh, a bunch of retro stuff kind of hanging around our space that's fun to check out, things you maybe haven't seen in a few years. Um, so definitely fit to that crowd. Um Come out during the winter is great. If you're around during the summer, we've got that bar in our backyard that's open again. Um, so another fun place to check out. And again, a bunch of kind of like-minded individuals to like some of you guys here that are hanging out around there. So go make some friends and uh, meet some new ones. Try out some brand new games. Pick up uh, some hot, hot moms. Yeah, There's a couple of them hanging around once in a while, but... Um, <laughs> I'm on my way. My wife is so pretty that just like I can't look at other women. They, uh, there you go. They really care. I'm um, just I'm just throwing it back to all the women that uh, set all the appointments up. That's what I was. That's what I was referring to when you. I was like, your advertising. It's just uh, it's all the girls are there. So come on down, guys. No, and I don't usually get too like. Uh, mushy about weird things like that but like we do appreciate that uh, customer base that we have because it's kind of it's awesome everybody uh comes into play and that you know it's it's been fun having uh you know not challenges necessarily but just we're ada compliant so every now and again we get an individual with a couple of different um challenges as far as physically how they can move around the space and we really in I don't enjoy it, but we're really proud of the fact that we can make it. You can it work with it, of, yeah. Anybody can come in and play. Um, I had a person who was deaf, which was a challenge, um, because Ooh. once you put a VR headset on, now I have no communication with you. That's so right, yeah. we worked with uh, her son, who spoke sign language, who explained to her before she put on the VR headset a series of hand signals we were going to have to, I'm, you know, the headset looks good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay. ready for more. I'm done playing, uh, you know, okay. just so oh, we cool. can yeah. like, get that. Cause again, once you put on that headset, I have no way to necessarily tell you what to do next. Well, until you get um, one of those vision pros and you can see their eyesight. Damn, you're right. <laughs> All right, Apple, I'm sold now. <laughs> uh, so just that's it. Come, uh, We need more people to come hang out. And uh, if you don't come hang out by us, like you mentioned before, there are so many cool, great businesses around Milwaukee that are worth checking out. So if you haven't been out of your house for a few years, like go back out there. Uh, there's a lot of cool shit happening around the town. And um, us and other people are doing it. So come, come support 
support your fellow friends in the city. Hell yeah. That's what, that's what this is all about. So dude, Ryan, you're great. Uh, we loved having you on, um, man, you know, I just realized we're not gonna have a show for a couple weeks. No, no, we're, um, I had to reschedule the February 2nd episode, um, because I forgot Uh. I'm going to be out of town. So if you guys want to do an episode without me, have at it. That's cool. But, um, or don't, that's okay. So (laughs) that's right. I'll just do all the work. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, uh, so Bucket Bites will be off for a couple of weeks. Uh, we've been going for six weeks straight, I think. So, um, it's, it's, I think we've earned a couple of, couple of weeks off. So, Ryan, you're great. Awesome. Go visit rsvrmilwaukee.com and go visit uh, RSVR in person here in, in Milwaukee. Uh, mention Bucket Bites and you'll get a high five or something. Maybe. I don't know. Um, get a cookie. <laughs> yeah. Do you have cookies? Anyway, I'm we just, did, yeah. <laughs> so, all but right, my guys. gallery night, we made cookies. So, Perfect. Perfect. Be there, be square. I'm Ryan Papa Post with Josh Picard from Suggestive Gaming, Dominic Just Dominic, Ryan from RSVR. We'll check you out next time. And also, fuck you, Dom, or uh, not Dom, fuck you, Mod Tones. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Dom. Good night, Dom. Fuck you. Yo, what? it never nice. fails. I think I fucked up every single outro since this year has started. I'm, I mean, I guarantee it. But Dom's anyways, face was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, Jesus Christ. Bye. Uh, fuck you, Dom. That was, that was so fucking <laughs> random. And you're showing up to the show. <laughs> fuck you, asshole. <laughs> fuck you, Dom, being a part of this episode. <laughs>